uh, I thought this was this would be a a good time to bring this up uh, because this episode is kind of this is our first episode we've ever, ever done of Lower Decks on the main feed, and this episode is. Uh, I would say kind of an infamous episode of Lower Decks uh, is a very divisive one. Yeah, I remember one you telling me about this, yeah. In the fan base, uh, because of this very brief uh, scene in like basically like a mini version of a holodeck where Mariner sees a bunch of members of the Cerritos having an orgy. Yeah, um, because it's naked and, time. Yes. But it made me think of that we, we didn't talk about that. That's like one of the kind of funny elements, I think, of the final episode of very short treks where uh, Tendi and Scott and MRS are fighting about um, like which one of their oh, shows right. is they better. They bring it up in that. I forgot. They and did. they bring up like, what about the orgy? And then and then like you see, like they take their pants off and run around and stuff. And um, I mean, all I wanted to say about that really was just that, like, I have watched those episodes again. And I I know I was like the most positive one out of the four of us when we did our special about the very short treks. And do check those out. That that episode out. It was a fun episode. If you if you uh, if you haven't listened to it yet. But I I was, I think, by far the most positive out of everybody on those episodes. But I have I've watched them again since then. And I I still think they're pretty funny. (laughs) So I don't know, consider me very pro about those about those little, (laughs) those little brief things. Like I just like they're like a fun thing to like, put on if I have like a couple minutes between different things and um, see some jokes. Yeah, I don't know. I still really I mean, again, my kids have asked me again to watch also the especially the first one, the one with the uh, do you you people skin cats, you know, like, they really they they love the, especially the are asses dumb to you you yes. know like are, are screwing is a, is a screw synonymous with messing something up you know like uh-huh. it's <laughs> so I don't know I I will I will continue to to kind of stick up for those I think they're they're pretty amusing I don't know maybe maybe most other people won't think about them ever again but I was like I was kind of like ah season two when I'll I'll, I'll watch some more of those <laughs> but. Uh, Definitely not to everyone's taste. I, I I don't know if Lisa saw any of them. I told no, Kim about one of them, and she's like, "That sounds really dumb." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hi everybody, and welcome to Out of Contracts, the show where two guys who have seen part of Star Trek try to watch all of it in no particular order. I'm Ryan Howard, and I'm Brady Jungle. And today we're talking about I Excretus, uh, which is. Lower Deck Season 2, Episode 8, written by Ann Kim and directed by Kim Arndt. Uh, the Memory Alpha synopsis is, A consultant arrives on the USS Cerritos to run drills that require the Lower Deckers and bridge crew to swap duties. Yeah, this is, I mean, like, as I was saying earlier, this is a kind of a, there was there was a bit of a, of an outrage among some segments of the Star Trek yeah. fan base when this episode came out because of that one orgy scene. Which is just kind of like this little gag, but it is obviously like a lot. It's it's working a lot more blue, I guess, than really any other Star Trek thing I can think of, except for maybe some of that very Star Trek stuff. Sure. Uh, yeah, I, but I, I I don't care. Like I don't know. I think it's funny. Like like I I I'm I'm fully on the side of like let them have fun. I don't know. Yeah, I guess my thing with with that is, and I don't know like why this is the case specifically with this, but like. I guess for for lower decks, like you know, like with that scene and stuff, like I think I'm able to sort of like treat it both as like a good Star Trek show with like characters that I like, and also 
it's just a silly cartoon sometimes like yeah. at times you know what i mean yeah i mean it is it is both of those things yeah like yeah they're gonna do like kind of ridiculous like unrealistic goofy or like over the top stuff like that from time to time and i'm just like yeah it's like a you know it's like not quite like adult swim or something like that but like kind of more in that direction of just like it's a funny cartoon yeah um so yeah i think that's why like that whole the scene i was able to just kind of be like yeah it's a funny thing they did in a cartoon and it's like yeah but uh, yeah so i don't know i like this is a pretty fun episode and i i don't mind the uh that that bit I also always forget why this episode is called I Excretus because I don't think they actually do they ever actually say the word excretus in that in this episode he does or it is at it... the very end like right before okay. I think it's it's when they're like like it's not like in the simulation it's when they're like trying to like break him out of the simulator and uh-huh. they're like knocking on the door and they're like Boimler come out you're done and he's like there is no Boimler I am excretus of Borg that's right yeah um, and then I think that's the only time it gets said is like the very end after he yeah. becomes excretus. This is Kim. Kim. Kim's favorite character on Lower Decks is Boimler, and so she's. This is a, a good Boimler episode for, in her opinion. So, it is. Uh, it is. Yeah. Also, kind of a tragic one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> why? Why don't you take us? Uh, take one, us in. This one, for, like, Lisa. Lisa feels kind of like personally attacked by by this episode, but yeah. <laughs> and like, I get it too. Yeah. So. So the episode. I guess the the cold open of this episode is like, the scene from. I think this was in like all the trailers for season two, um, where the four kind of lower decks crew are fixing a, a space station or like a satellite or something, and so they're all out, you know, in their EV suits doing a spacewalk, and like a comet goes by, and they're all like looking there together, and they're just like, man, it's times like this that really make you remember, like, you know, no matter whether you're lower decks or the bridge crew, you're all we're all in this, you know, we're all in Starfleet together in this great big universe. And then the ship like warps away. Yeah. <laughs> and they're just like, well, they left us here. Although that the scene does have a, a joke I really enjoyed, which is the ops officer or whatever is like, Captain, I'm getting a distress call. They're they say they're stuck in a time loop. Wait a minute. I'm getting the same distress call over again. Yeah. <laughs> yep, definitely a time clue. There it is again. <laughs> and I, thought, I just thought it was like, again, like kind of a dumb joke, but like very well delivered. Like the timing yeah. of it was good. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely. And then the episode as a whole starts out with, there's this person from Starfleet that's coming to run like training simulations as sort of a like evaluation of the, of the crew, of the Cerritos. Um, and she is... I'm guessing this is something from the animated series. Yes, she's right? a Pendronian uh, from yeah. the animated series. There's, there is. A, remember, Ari Ben Bem was a was a Pendronian you could get in the in timelines if you remember. Um, yes, I think I don't think I got him, but I think I like ran up against him in the like gauntlet a bunch. I think he was like a pretty common one in there. Yeah, they they, they love to use animated series characters that are kind of like hard to portray in live action like i, I yeah. are you caught up with uh, are you caught up with with lower decks this yeah season? i am i just watched the i'm excited to talk to you about this season but yeah i just i just saw the last one yeah so i haven't seen the most recent one that came out yesterday but, oh, or two days, two days yeah. ago but you know obviously like in the previous one to that they had they had a vendorian you know who we just watched yeah the, the debut of the vendorian uh in the in the survivor episode yeah of, although i thought that was like they i don't know that it seemed like they were doing a very like I had to look up like if it was the same because like it looks the same as as the guy from the Survivor but like their whole deal 
is so different, I felt like. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't remember there being, like, morality tests or any of that. I thought it was just, like, this guy that is just kind of trying to get by. So I thought that was a little weird. But yeah, yeah, they do... And, like, they've had more... Well, I guess, like, Ta'ana is... Um, whatever the cat the cats are. Kation, yeah. There is a Kation in, like, one of the movies, I think. But yes, that's mostly... Yeah, movie. but yeah, they, they'll, like, have some Kations in it sometimes, too. And I think, I think like, there's other background characters that are other various things from the animated series yeah uh but yeah so she you know she shows up and she's like okay everyone's gonna do these like holodeck simulator tests and you'll get graded on them but like the twist is that all of the like everybody's ranks are flipped so all of the lower decks are now in like command positions in their tests and then all of like the senior staff have to do the simulation where they are just like ensigns. Yeah. And then it like the main the main point of this episode is just like this is kind of a a thing that I feel like lower decks will do once or twice a season where it's just like an episode just to be sort of jam packed full of references to other Star Trek things. Mm-hmm. Um and just kinda like take a little bit of like a f- kind of fresh self aware take on them. Um because they all, yeah, they all like hop into the simulators and then just do different Star Trek episodes. So uh, Rutherford has to do the uh, the Wrath of Khan, where they're just like you have to like sacrifice yourself for the good of the many and like go into the warp core and you know expose yourself to radiation to screw the thing back on. <laughs> but he keeps burning like that. The door handle is so hot that he keeps burning his hand and can't get in there in time. Yeah, and then the ship blows up they they do i feel like that that one it was one of those where like there is i i guess it's directing i don't know it feels weird to call it directing in an animated show but i guess that's still what it is of like the kind of like comedic timing of like that little beat before because they like cut to the outside of the ship and then it's just like the enterprise and it just kind of hangs there for a second and then it explodes that's just like yeah, I feel like this show very much has like comedic timing down very well. Yeah, like their jokes all land because they're well written, but also just because like the timing and the delivery of them is is very like right on point. The thing I always think about with that kind of thing is that like, if this is a hollow, if this is a, a hollow simulation, who who's watching who that? Because he's not <laughs> Rutherford's not outside. Like right, but uh, yeah. Um, yeah, and then Tendi has to like help a, a paraplegic Klingon warrior like die with honor, and so he's like laying in this hospital bed, being like, "You have to kill me! You have to stab me with this knife!" And she's like, uh, kind of like hesitates a little bit, and then a couple of like medics run over and be like, "It's too late! This Klingon he's... is alive!" Yeah, she's like no, that's that's my favorite one. I, I that was very well done. For whatever reason, I just remember that Wharf episode where he thinks he's gonna be paralyzed i remember that very strongly you know like it, it's yeah it's just a it's a that's my favorite bit i think of this yeah and then and then i get i guess they spend the most time with mariner because mariner kind of like runs around doing a few of them she does a naked time one with the with where is it the there's an orgy yeah which that one she just like it's just like no i don't want to do it get me out this is all gross yeah and like shoots everybody out the airlock <laughs> and then um she does the uh, a mirror universe, yeah, where like it's just kind of 
everybody being like, I love torturing people and being evil. And she kind of like is trying to fit in and then yeah, accidentally like reveals that she's left-handed instead of right-handed. I, um, I do. I like it. It's this lower decks version of the mirror universe is like, is like a mirror universe version of lower decks where like, there's always a misunderstanding in, in lower decks that's positive, And then uh-huh. this one, it's like, where it's like, uh, there's that thing. I try to remember what, what what did they actually say, but we're basically like, she sees like mirror shacks and yeah, and he's like, who dareth run into me? And she's like, uh, I do because I was just so busy killing people or something. And he's yeah, like, and he's like, oh, okay, good, me too. Sure. Like <laughs> just checking or something like yeah. that. That just walks away. It's uh-huh. funny. Um, yeah, and then and then she does like the the old west one where she gets trampled by a horse. Um, yeah, and then Boimler is goes into like a Borg encounter, and just like immediately is so fully in his element doing, because I you know because Boimler is kind of presented as just the like oh he's like real book smart but kind of like a little bit like tentative or just kind of doesn't have the like real world street smart experience once like things are actually happening but yeah. when he's in like a simulation he like knows exactly what to do and is like super cool and escapes the Borg. And then he finishes, and they're just like, you passed. You got a 79. And he's like, no, I can do better. We do it again. And yeah. he just kind of keeps, like, he rescues the Borg children, and then, like, captures some Borg. And, like, his score keeps going up by, like, one point every time. And he keeps, like, doing it again and again, because he wants to get a perfect score. And then, like, the captain and, like, the sort of the senior staff go into their civ- simulation which is basically, like, the ship's being attacked by Klingons, and, like, you have to stay in the cargo bay and, and stack these crates. Yeah. Um, and then, like, sort of the the kind of, like, captain of in the simulation, like, fake captain of the ship keeps running by, and in, like, more and more kind of ridiculous situations. Like, at one point, he's sort of wearing, like, a Robin Hood outfit, outfit and being like, did you see a Q come through here? Yeah. And they're just like, why? What's happening? He's like, never mind. Keep stacking those crates, and, like, leaves again. <laughs> Yeah, um, and they're just like, wow, it is kind of you know, kind of so that they learn like it's it is kind of hard to like be left out of the loop and just have to be doing stuff and not know why you're doing it. Um, and so they kind of then are talking to or, or no, then the the final one is then they have like a a simulation for like the whole crew, um, where they have to do like the search for Spock. And Mariner and her mom like get into this fight, and basically like the ship doesn't even make it out of space dock. Yeah, and they're just like, "Wow, that's a new record." <laughs> and so, so then like afterwards, they're kind of all talking, like Mariner and her mom are talking about it, and they kind of have you know this nice moment where they're both just like, "Oh wow, you know, I never realized like how hard it is to be like on your side of things," and like you know mariners just like man like all that responsibility is stressful and i'm like not as good at it as i thought i was and the captain's just like yeah like i I didn't realize how frustrating it is to be kept out of the loop and be having to do stuff that you think is just a dumb job yeah and they're just like ah like well that clearly was like the the real lesson is that like we all learn to appreciate each other a little bit more yeah we were we were all on a sitcom and this is this is the point of it you know yeah um and so they like go to the the trainer's office 
to be like, we figured it out. We figured out the lesson you were trying to teach us, you know, and we wanted to thank you. And she's just like, no, I wasn't trying to teach you a lesson. I was trying to make you all fail so that, like, I could prove that my job was, like, actually worthwhile. Yeah. And now, like, you know, you're all going to be, like, assigned to other ships. And so they're like, no, we have to stop this. And she's like, it's too late. Like, you know, you can't retake the simulations once they've finished. And like, now I just have to submit your final scores. And they're just like, oh, but there's still one simulation running. And because Boimler keeps doing his over and over again, trying to get 100. Yeah, because we keep, we, keep, we keep on cutting back to him, like, throughout. Yeah, the... and he's kind of doing more and more. And he'll, like, you know, like, beam out back to his ship and then, like, blow up the board cube instead of just escaping. And then... Uh, so they like, you know, like, like call into him and he's just like, oh yeah, I'm just about to get my hundred percent. I like, I beat the Borg queen at chess yeah, and then I taught her empathy and like, I've like fully like turned the board good and they're like, no, you have to keep the simulation going until we can figure out what to do from our end. And so he has to like go back to the cube and like get captured by the Borg. Um, and he keeps losing points every time he does it, which is just, like, very painful <laughs> to watch. Yeah. Um, and so, basically, they they kind of do this thing where they're just like, well, you, you know, all you do is kind of these, like, simulations and kind of what the book says, like, efficiency should be in that, but you don't know what it's like to to really be, like, a crew that's out there working together and experiencing, like, what's in the galaxy. And so the captain just, like, starts taking the ship to like go scan dangerous anomalies um and kind of getting into like more and more dangerous situations and the the trainer person keeps panicking more and more and you know and everyone on the crew is just like oh yeah this is just kind of what we do you know there's a scene where like everyone's in like the bar kind of looking out the window at this like wormhole or crystalline entity or something and then they warp away and everyone just kind of like shrugs and turns back to whatever they were doing before. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so eventually she's just like, okay, fine, fine. You can, you know, I'll, I'll change the scores. So you all pass. Just, just stop trying to kill me. <laughs> and then meanwhile, they, they cut, keep cutting back to Boimler again. And he's like, has been like fully captured by the board queen. And she does like the, the thing from first contact and they, they like assimilate him and he's like, no, my perfect score. Yeah. Yeah. And then he, he does the, they do the whole, like, you know, that shot from best of both worlds where it's just like him kind of like turning his head and like the laser shines into the camera and yeah, they, they end up getting him out and Mm -hmm. yeah, it's one, it's, I think that's kind of the episode. Yeah. It's, It's it's, it is kind of one note And, and it is again, like I, I do appreciate that. Like, the episode is mostly there to like revisit classic Star Trek stories and make yeah. jokes about them. Um, but I think they do it well. Like the jokes land I, mm-hmm. the Boimler bit, I think is the best part of this one. Yeah. It's good. It's good. It's good comedy though. That's yeah. it's not particularly deep or anything, but that's okay. Yeah. Which is, <laughs> it's one of those things that, I mean, we may get more into this with the special too, but it was interesting watching this kind of while we're watching season four because like I, I do feel like I do remember both season one and season two, like really liking. Um, and like I said, I did, I liked this a lot. I thought the jokes were good and like, it was a lot of fun, but it did feel a lot more just kind of thin, I guess, than 
than sort of like what Lower Decks Now is doing. Like, they're just kind of, it, it seems yeah. like there wasn't as much there. Like, you know, because it, it basically is just like everyone learning that like we just need to like appreciate each other a little bit more and like everyone on the ship is equally valuable. Mm-hmm. And like that was kind of, whereas I feel like as the show's gone on, like they've really gotten more into like the heart of the, of all the individual characters. And like, yeah, it just, it feels like, like it now is a show that just has a lot more kind of heart to it. And at this point it, and, and again, like maybe this is just kind of sort of the purpose of this one episode. And there were other ones that got more into this, but this one was just kind of like a, Oh, let's do some goofy stuff. And, learn to appreciate each other more it just felt like there wasn't as much there as like some of the the best episodes of season four have had sure i, I i'm curious to see what we'll say about because i i've liked the first half of, of lord x and then the the couple episodes i've watched from the second half of it i haven't like thought were like terrible but i maybe haven't liked them quite as much so I, i'm curious to see how we'll feel yeah about it, it, but. it's a little there there was a little bit of a dry spell there but i haven't uh. seen the most recent episode which uh, I, I think, I think you'll like it. Yeah, yeah. People are people have been talking about it a little bit. So, um, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm curious. I, there's definitely been some good some good stuff. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I, <clears throat> this is like a perfectly good, like funny episode. I'm sure I'll watch it again sometime. Like, it's yeah. just not. It's not necessarily like. There's not a lot to say about it. Like it's just it's well constructed. You know, it's well constructed bits. Yeah. But. Uh, um. Which yeah, again, like is is something that this show does well. I feel like, you know, they kind of know Star Trek and like Star Trek enough that they can pull off like kind of these sort of jokes about Star Trek. I I will say that I think that I remember feeling like in season three of Lower Decks that it gets a little bit too reference heavy, and I think that this this one thing I will say about this is that this I think is a pretty good version of that where it's like. It is referencing stuff, but it's like referencing them in a way that is like kind of like inviting kind of like a commentary on them, you know, like like yeah. like kind of like going into like a little bit of like the silliness of you know that wharf episode, you know, or or, or yeah, I think I think that's it. Is that like I think references need to be accompanied by something, whether it's like a joke or a like you know, kind of, like, re-examination of something or a take yeah. or, like, something new. And, like, yeah, I think that that a lot, like, when this show's at its best, it's it's doing that. It's, it's, like, using the reference to then, like, do something with. And I think, like, the trap is always to fall into the just, like, you just kind of hold up a thing and be like, look, it's the thing from the thing. And yeah. everyone's just like, that. that's that thing. And then that's it, right? If And, and yeah, I think sometimes season three especially that was kind of more what it felt like is it was just like just showing off like a bunch of obscure star trek things yeah and being like we know what these are um but not really like whereas yeah i i do think this one this one does a good job of you know they they do kind of do like a little bit of a take on or at least like a joke about Mm. um or like to do something silly yeah um yeah it's a good show uh if people haven't seen it and you like star trek you know, and and you can you can afford the whatever the six dollars or whatever a month to to yeah. have Paramount Plus, or if you know me personally and want to be one of the people who is using my Paramount Plus account, uh, you should check it out. But 
Yeah, well, thank you everybody for listening. Uh, we come out every other week. Or you can follow us on Twitter or Blue Sky at Contracts. You can follow us on YouTube at Out of Contracts, or you can uh, you can email us at Out of Contracts at gmail.com, or you can visit our website at outofcontracts.podbean.com. Contracts spelled C-O-N-T-R-E-K-S. Uh, in a couple weeks, we'll be back with a very early episode of DS9, Babel, which is DS9 Season 1, Episode 5. So uh, I remember this episode, actually. I, I'm... I'm I'm curious to see what we'll think of it now because I think when I when I had first watched it, uh, you know, I didn't really know what DS9 was yet. So interesting yeah. to, to see it now in that context. I've been waiting for us to get here so I can start watching DS9 again. Yeah, we can have some extended DS9 talk. Um, That'll be good. It's been. I feel like it's. Well, I no, I guess it hasn't been a while since we've done DS9 because we did the uh, Garrick. Oh yeah, yeah. Which is a good episode. We, we, we've had a couple of good good DS9s lately. I think. Um, yeah. But and also that one about uh, oh, Ezra Dax's mom, family. which is not which yeah. is not very good. But anyway, sure. um, and you know you can also check out the other shows on the Kaleidoscope Media Podcast Network. Uh, there's Here's Johnny, which is a horror media podcast. There's Wizard Studies, which is a Harry Potter podcast, and there's That's Not How Science Works, which is a science and pop culture podcast. So check any of those folks out, and we'll see you next time. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>